Hello and welcome back to the Hypocritic Podcast. I'm Steven and joining me today are my compadres Trent and Nick. And we are just compadres without credentials and love reviewing movies each week a different pick. And if you could throw us five stars and a review on that platform and follow us on the Instagram at hypocritic underscore podcast. And this week we're doing Back to the Future. Boom. Mm. Right into it. Ain't nothing better than a classic. Yes. It's uh, Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd. I mean, this is a this is a banger movie from uh, back in the day. And I'll go ahead and give a quick synopsis of the movie. Marty McFly, a 17-year-old high school student, okay. is accidentally sent 30 years into the past and a time-traveling DeLorean invented by his close friend and eccentric scientist Doc Brown. The DeLorean. The infamous DeLorean. Yeah, so you guys want to hop into it? Let's hop into it. Yeah, why don't we? All right, Hypocritic Podcast, how are we doing? We're doing well today. How are you, We're Nick? We're doing great. Nick's great? I'm good, man. Just moved into uh, my new apartment since we last spoke. So That's a lot right. has changed. We've, we took a couple weeks off for uh, scheduling reasons. Um, I know Steven just had a vacation, was at the beach, and Trent's been moving um, but yeah, I just moved, so it's been a busy couple of weeks, but playing a lot of music too, which has been great. The mm. COVID stuff's kind of like finally chilling out with like the social distancing and, um, you know, so we've been booking more shows and that's been awesome. Fun. I feel Love like that. I've been playing every weekend now, which has been great. I've got another show this weekend. Nick, that's plug nice. that band. Plug that band. Uh, it's called Trucetto. That's right. It's a T R U S E T T O Trucetto. And is but, there uh, a yeah? What is play, the name of that? We just play around here. How did that come to be? <sighs> you want to go? You want to do this whole thing right Tell now? Oh, is it too much? <laughs> I, th- I mean, what does it mean? No, I guess? it's it's it's. It, it, you're just putting me on the spot right now. It's it's very little sig- significance. We were just all like sitting in a room and kind of brainstorming, and somebody was like, "What's the op?" Like. Or somebody threw out the word like falsetto, and he's like, "Oh, the opposite of like falsetto is trucetto." Ah, and I didn't even—I didn't even hear—I didn't I even hear the the logic. We just all heard trucetto. We were like, "That's it. We like that." Um, so we ended. I like that. We ended, it's it's nice, and it's it's got a it's got a good it's got a good background. At least at least there's does. some reason. Yeah. Well, for it's it. it's funny because and you have like a story for the it. The old name you can say trucetto sure. is opposite of falsetto, even though it like means absolutely nothing. And I kind of like band names that don't. I don't know, like easy to remember one word band names that it's just a word you know you don't have to like it doesn't have to be attached to anything particular yeah. but like maga brains the, the, yeah the old <laughs> maga or, uh, yeah or butthole surfers but um, <laughs> yeah, that's a good one <laughs> yeah so anyways we we were brainstorming on, on on it for a while and the old band was called liso which is a spanish word and then now the new name sounds italian and one of my friends was like you went from uh you went from Spanish to Italian. Yeah. Trusado. Kind of. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Arrivederci. Arrivederci. <laughs> what about you, Trent? Plug out. Uh, Trent, how's it going out there? Yes. Plug that new pup. Yes, I got a new pup. Plug that pup. Um, a little anecdotal story <laughs> about how life is right now. I took her for like an hour and a half long walk, right? all outside we come back i know where this is going she pees right on the carpet right when we get back immediately i'm like i'm like come on 
like that's just the life of having a puppy right now. But, um, it's been good. I've only had it for like five days and love her to death already. We're so attached to the hip. It's crazy. Um, and yeah, I know it's crazy. Only five yeah, days. It's been, it's been real a lot, but real fun. And then, yeah, in the middle of a move. So I'm currently in Charlotte with Barrick, my brother. Has Lauren even seen the and puppy? German short hair pointer, great breed, and you got a beautiful livery too. That's just a that's a Thank that's you, a beautiful. She's dog. beautiful. Yeah, she's ten weeks. Nick, um, has Lauren? Yeah, she's a cute. She's a has cute Lauren seen thing. her yet? Not in person. No. Oh wow! So so low key, this is really good for you, mm-hmm. and she should be jealous because these like every moment I feel like in the early stages mm-hmm. is, is like paramount for a dog and the bond with the owner and the yeah. fact that you get her for the first like week or two. Yeah. Like you're, I mean, you're going to get, she's <laughs> you're going to get first dibs literally eating out of my hand. So there's kind of, you oh, know, for sure that going on. They're affectionate too. dogs too. <laughs> so, uh, Steven, what, what's up with you, man? Didn't you go somewhere? Yeah. You just got back to the beach. Yeah, we were, we went we had the family out at Pensacola, Florida. It was pretty nice. Went nice. to the beach. Pensacola and, uh, did some family things. Around That's a fun there. place. Yeah, Pensacola was really clear water. It was, just, it it's was an interesting there. beach. It was really clean. Yeah, I love the it's near sand, Fort Walton, right? I think they almost like the sand. It's beautiful. It's what? It's near uh, Fort Walton Beach, right? Or I'm not sure. Okay, but it, it's really similar to Tybee Island. It's kind of its own thing out. There's like a bay side and then there's a ocean side. Mm. So it's really interesting. It was really nice. And we had, I don't know if we talked about it on the pod, the, uh, the lake weekend before that. Oh yeah. We didn't talk oh, about that. How was that? Didn't. We, I, You're right. Good call. Yeah. That was Trent's little send off weekend so, with the boys. That was a good so weekend. Damn fun. Oh my gosh. Crawfish boil on the boat. Yeah, six of us. With the Jemyon. Who was all there? Like David and Shay and Trevor? David Jemyon, David McKeady, Shay, Trevor, Trevor's brother. Um, am I missing anybody? You, you, Steven, and me. It was awesome. The jet ski he's got is like this sporty one, and you can do uh, basically like, what would you say, Steven? Like wheelies on it almost? Yeah, pretty much just like a wheelie it's for so a jet sick. ski. It's really fun. It's, it's, it's nothing like I've ever ridden before, and it's a lot of power. You could turn that thing into sport mode, but... Yeah, it has my it has my whole aspect on what I want changed now. I'm like, I want a lake house with a pontoon yeah, boat I know and this jet ski. I think that I happens. Do that every week. I feel like that happens anytime I go to like a nice beach house or lake house. Like, yeah. I remember like going to friends, you know, beach houses growing up. Like every time you go to a nice beach house or lake house, you're like, I want to do what this guy does and make this kind of money. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, you get this like. Well, you new know what's interesting is we were. Um, so, so we went to the lake and then the week after I went to the beach and I remember going to the beach thinking, man, this makes a lake house so much more appealing. Cause a beach, beach trip is such a trip, especially so if you live in Georgia, like oh, I do. Yeah. Even if you want to go to Tybee, I mean, you're still spending four hours to drive. Whereas a lake you can, I mean, we drove an hour and a half and we were at a lake. Yeah. You can go up every and weekend. It was, that, that wasn't bad at all. It's like hour and a, hour and a half. You could do that every single mm-hmm. weekend. And you would be you would be content, and it wouldn't have to be some kind I, of. I guess trip. the appeal of the beach house, though, would be if you could take off like half the summer with your family and go down there. And sure. if it's your beach house, you know, yeah. or or you could go down there um, in the winter or something and spend time down there during Christmas. Yeah. And- so they rented this like little scooter thing, and Courtney and I were just riding around at night looking at these houses like right on the water. And they were there are some they, they built some of these homes so like. 30 people could literally stay there 
So like mm. two big families can come mm-hmm. together and literally just be in this big house that they spend, you know, thousands of dollars a night. To, you you to guys are kind of neglecting right. the, the uh, you know, the mountain house. That's that's a contender. Oh, oh, I, I know all it is, about but you don't have the water. House, trust me, I, I want to get a mountain house, <laughs> a little cabin. So, so, so my dad, um, and we'll we'll get on track here in a moment. But just a quick story. So my dad, <laughs> when he moves out here, he was like, "Help me find basically like a little river cabin." Uh-huh. Like my my dad's got a pretty low budget on it. Honestly, he wants to find like just a hole in the wall shack like on the river. Could be, um, yeah, that's great. But he's like if we can just find like a little mountain cabin, like maybe a one bedroom or something super small, you can sleep on like an air mattress and one, you know, get a one bedroom like out in the mountains, like right on a river and we'll just, you know, use it for fishing trips kind of thing. So man, the dream. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. That would be nice. Steven, have you, speaking uh, of fishing, Steven's got a brand new hat on. Yeah. Fishing hat. Yeah. I've got, <laughs> I've got a fishing hat on right now. Leroy Brown. Steven, did you already um <laughs> No, but I've done a I, I've went to I've gone to uh lake or a river fishing places and it's uh it's really fun just being on the river fishing for the whole Oh weekend. absolutely. It's peaceful, man. It's it's super nice. Very and tranquil. Relaxing. Yeah. <clears throat> Steven, uh, have you already hit on the plot yet? Yeah, you did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I, I, I hit on the plot earlier, but back to the future. We'll hop into stats and facts in a minute, but man, this as a in my childhood, this movie was insane, and it's '85. I mean, it's it's a it's a old it's Steven, an older you, movie. I, I feel like you've been talking about this. This is on one of your you know list of Stephen movies where he he brings it up every now and then. You love this movie. Yes. I've been hearing you talk about it for decades, well, probably a decade and a half or something like that. But yeah, why why don't you go into why you like it so much, and then we can head into stats and facts. I don't know. I think I just saw it at a really young age. And even now it's like, it's, it seems like it's a nineties movie. I mean, I know it's 85, but it seems like it's a nineties movie. And I, I just really, it just, it hits Mm. on everything. It's like the music is Mm -hmm. good. I love the acting, even, uh, you know, Christopher Lloyd and even the guy that plays Biff, we'll get into him later, but they're just really, really good actors and the trilogy overall. And the, and the best part about this is the trilogy, the, the movies almost get better. Like I was, I was watching this one and I was like, man, now this weekend I'm going to have to watch the second and the third <laughs> one because I have to wrap it up as a, as a series. And I haven't seen it in a while. And it's just one of those movies. I was like, I got to pull it off of the podcast. Oh, hell yeah. Nick, have you seen the nice. other two? You haven't. Um, can I can I make a guilty confession? <laughs> I've never seen this movie. I've <laughs> oh, never seen this movie all the way through. That is a dagger. To I've seen. To oh, really? Movie. So I've seen the Johnny Be Good scene like a million times. It's one of those uh-huh. movies similar to The Big Lebowski. I've seen it in chunks so many times. Um, you know, just mm-hmm. like little segments of it. But I've never sat down and watched the whole movie. So this is my first time, and. I want to preface up front. I feel like it's different reviewing a movie like this at my, at, at, at our age, you know, sure. compared to like you're saying, Steven, as like a childhood classic. Cause like, it's kind of like seeing Ghostbusters for the first time or some of these, you know, like you were saying the eighties or nineties movie. Yeah. Um, it, it just got a different feel when you're my age watching it, you know? So <laughs> that's a little, little <laughs> but I, I haven't seen the trilogy. I, I haven't seen the trilogy though. So I feel like similar to Harry Potter, like you're saying the movies get better. So 
I don't know. Maybe I should watch the whole trilogy and come back to my review, but yeah, and I'm um, spoil. We'll be giving spoilers this whole episode, but I th- I will probably be touching on some of the uh, some of the trilogy at some points. There was a lot that I took out, but overall, I like the trilogy. It's um, I mean, it it, it kind of goes back and forth, and they eventually just you know have to deal with like the the consequences of going back uh-huh. and forth, but. It's just it's just a really good series, and the second one is really good. The third one was really good, and I, I honestly think they might even be better than the first one. But the whole trilogy is just amazing. You're selling it on me. Just a quick, quickly. I've I kind of remember parts of it. I've seen it before, obviously, uh, but I kind of remember it. But it was kind of like watching it for the first time fully again. And then I remember watching the second one before. I don't think I've seen the third one. So, Stephen, you'll be the the main reference for the other ones as we do this. I'm curious, probably at the end, maybe you could give us like what ultimately happens. I, you know, don't I don't, I don't know. I, I don't want to be spoiled on the second and third one though, uh, in okay. case I do want to watch it. And, and that's what that's what's kind of hard. I think I don't think we should spoil any other movie besides the one we're that, doing. Yeah. But I will say that I I love the other two and how they everything relates and the, and the, there's the same mm-hmm. characters and the character uh the character development through the whole trilogy is crazy in everyone so it's just a really good uh really good series okay. and and it, what's interesting is the the first one wraps it up so nicely it could almost be over and sometimes you honestly don't want really good classic movies like these to to do a tr- uh sequel or a trilogy just because they might fuck it up right. but that is definitely not what happened in this. I feel like they set they set the standard with this one. Good. Okay. Well, why don't we hop into the next part? Let's hop into it. Stats, Stats and facts. facts. Okay. Great Scott, Stephen. Stats and Great facts. Great Scott. Stats and facts. Stats and facts. So, director Robert Zemeckis. Writers, also Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale. And yeah, Michael J. Fox okay. and Christopher Lloyd, they killed it. Along with the guy that did Biff, um, I haven't looked into that, but I'm about to. In a I bit. did see there was a Michael J. Fox Foundation, actually. Um, yeah. He's got... Um, Rachel was talking about that. I, I read a whole article. For Parkinson's? Yeah, for Parkinson's. I read a whole article about it, which is very, very sad, but way to start it but yeah I, I was reading a whole thing on um doc he had this article going on just about like finding the delorean or something it was kind of cheesy but um it went into his foundation and whatnot mm. now that's interesting so uh it's pg it's 1985 which i thought was crazy i i always kind of imagine this movie is like more of a 90s movie but 85 comedy sci-fi oh. Can't really do anything with that one. Hour, 56 minutes? It's two hours. No, 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 no. We're not skipping over this. <laughs> it's a kasai sai. <laughs> a kafai sai. sai. I was going to say it, but I didn't want to slow down your rhythm here, Steven. No, kafai sai. But yeah, it was a sub two-hour movie. <laughs> it is sub by four minutes. But yeah. Yes. IMDb 6.5, Rotten Tomatoes 96%. Ooh, and Metacritic that, is eighty-seven, mm. but ninety-six. That's, that's probably the that's probably the highest Rotten Tomatoes pick I've had. Maybe maybe Harry Potter was more. I'm not sure. 
It, it's definitely because it's an oldie. Very true. Well, it's kind of surprising it's that tr- that high on Rotten Tomatoes, but 87 on Metacritic. I, I don't know. I guess 95 on Google users, 96 on Rotten Tomatoes. So those are both lined up. Rotten Tomatoes was 80, I don't know, why is Metacritic? 81% on Harry Potter to back you up there, Steven. So yeah, it's probably the highest one you've picked. Oh, wow. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I know Spielberg helped with the film. He was like an executive producer, but they uh, he didn't direct it. I always thought he was like... I always thought he was like a director who he was more because if you look at at the IMDb, he doesn't pop up on the IMDb. You have to like go look. Hmm. You have to go like look for how was Spielberg involved in this. But Spielberg Spielberg and his team were involved in it. And uh, you know, I'm gonna talk about the fucking vehicles. Nick, the Toyota SR five, mm. it was like a um like pretty much the first that truck at the end, the black one, yeah, the one that he wants to get. That black yeah. truck was so so sick. that's that's yeah. pretty much so a, sick. A, a I, 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 I couldn't even. It's like a helix. It's a um, it was yeah. right. It's the predecessor to the Tacoma. Uh, so t- t- not gonna lie, none of the other cars I was that into. I wasn't even really that into the uh, the DeLorean car, what? but that truck at the end, that truck at the end was so fresh. So no, cool. I know that the DeLorean. No, and I'm also into the DeLorean, but yeah, like you said, Nick, I was always into this truck, and I always thought it, it was the uh, first-gen 4Runner, which looks very similar, but it actually looks a little bit better, in my opinion, the 4Runner. And uh, Nick has got a 4Runner, and I have a Lexus version of a 4Runner, so we're in that family. But no, I love that off-roading truck. That's just such a nice truck. And I don't know if you guys saw at the very end, there's a BMW 733i outside when... Uh, Biff is out there uh, waxing it and everything is better at the end. Oh, right. Well, real quick on that, just real quick on that Toyota. If you would have told me that that truck was from like the late 90s or early 2000s, I would have believed you. Like it looks so clean. Like I kind of had to remind myself that this was shot in what, like 85? Yeah. Yeah. I also, doing research on that, I read that uh, Toyota made a replica, a super fresh replica of that truck. They, I'm sure. Did anybody make a replica of the DeLorean, or is it just? Oh yeah, just I've I've original? actually seen uh, replica DeLoreans on like car museums and stuff. And what brand is that, or what model? Make? DeLorean, I think, it's, is like the brand is DeLorean. Is the there's make. a DeLorean? Yeah, there's a there's a DeLorean like. I don't think they don't, they're so, not in existence anymore though. DeLorean Motor Company, but uh, on. On the front of the car, it said DMC on it. Oh yeah, right? maybe that's yeah. Th- maybe that was the make DMC. Yeah, because I was I figured you were going to ask that on five for five, so I wrote that down. <laughs> no, I'm getting all the I'm getting all the vehicle stuff out of the way right now, but I just love I love uh, the cars in there, and then um, I think, well, no, yeah, you see a lot of the old old fifties cars and stuff too, which I really like. They they have the old fifties cars. Oh, those did look clean. When pulling they, up to the gas station and it, like they the pull whole up to co- the the whole pit crew comes out and helps you get your gas and do your. Win- like, there's like six people involved for this person getting gas. Yeah, <laughs> I love the style of those cars back yes. then when they're pulling up to the mm-hmm. that that dance or whatever, and everyone's got one and it's like a different color. Like the white one looks so yes. clean. The like black mm-hmm. one looks so clean. Yeah. Like. I don't know. They just look so like formal and, but also 
kind of cat. I don't know. It was it was just a different style of fashion. And Trent's an expert on fashion, by the way. <laughs> he could probably give us. Yeah. No, but uh, no. What's good. funny is I've been in Married a Square when they were uh, <laughs> filming a movie or they were filming something. And uh, they had a bunch of 50s cars, and I, I've always loved the old 50s cars and seeing them in the movies. It's really romantic. And then just seeing it in real life, seeing them all all lined up, because it's different when you see them all together and they're all looking clean. It's like a little yeah. 50s stock right. car show, but yeah, I love those cars. Yeah, exactly. But we can uh, move on here. I know the... Um, so... There's a uh, cameo of a, a a famous artist that that does the power of love, that song that's in this movie, and also back in time song, yeah. or another uh, n- another song featured on the soundtrack. But he is one of the judges that tells Mar- he's the judge that stand up stands up and tells Marty his band's too loud to perform, too loud. Yeah, <laughs> when he's like ripping some Van Halen or something. Yeah, it's an yeah. award winning musician Huey Lewis from the Huey Lewis and the News. Well, I thought that was That's interesting. Cool. And um, yeah. on the music note, Marty McFly is obviously the Johnny B. Good is um is a really a really cool s- scene in general. And he he hits on like all these legends I read in this one article. It says he um does the Chuck Berry's one leg hop. He does the windmill uh made famous by the Who's Pete Township, and then he plays as a uh, like Stevie Ray. He plays the guitar behind his head. And then at the end, he kind of does a solo like Jimi Hendrix and Van Halen inspired. And it's just like, he kind of like hits like all these like famous artists. Right. Right. He like tributes them. That's cool because I always thought that, um, that the guitarist from ACDC, uh, Angus Young, that his little one hop thing, that was like his thing, but I guess he copped it from Chuck Berry, which is cool. Yeah. Chuck Berry was the original. Yeah. That's funny. I I just, I I did. I I never realized that until I saw it. I was like, Oh wow. It's interesting. He does play the guitar in all these interesting ways when he's just like trying to shred. Yeah. I guess he doesn't, for those that don't know, Chuck, he doesn't sing though. Chuck, no, I know, but I I like that. He didn't sing because he, it wouldn't have vibed if he sang. he, it had to be that just a legit song. Right. Yeah, Chuck Berry was what the saying, he's the originator of rock and roll. I mean, he's like basically the first right. time that that, and that's why they had the phone call. Is like, I got your new sound here, and he was calling Chuck Berry, you know, on the on the call. And, oh um, right, and right. that's and he basically invented that like soloing, like that like crunchy sound and like all that stuff. So they're saying Marty. But Marty McFly, if Marty McFly was went back exactly. in time before Chuck exactly. Berry, then Marty McFly actually started rock and roll. Marty McFly started rock and roll. See that? That's why that is such a good touch in this movie that only like some people would get, and yeah. like that's you know. I didn't get that. I didn't get that until you just informed me. So thank you. Yeah. No, and, and what was interesting is oh, we've done uh, Lords of Dogtown in the past, the really cool skateboarding movie, and I read that this movie was a big inspiration to skateboarding in the eighties. It like got people, it got people wanting to do the sketching behind the bus, just like in Lords of Dogtown. Like those kids, like those kids were inspired by movies like this that were like skateboarding around looking cool. And, uh, later on in the series, you see the hoverboard that he, he's on a hoverboard and, it's just they're really, really, really cool uh, skateboarding scenes overall. In this man, movie. we need to get a damn hoverboard out. Where, where are where are these companies? Like, wait, come, wait, wait, wait. My cousin Joey literally has a replica movies? hoverboard. 
Yeah, but it doesn't do it. Is you never know. Are th- <laughs> wait, are am I missing out? Are the hoverboards in the later series? Yeah, later, later movies? movies. That's what I meant. La- yeah. Later down the road. Uh, yeah, you're missing out, Nick. Uh, maybe I shouldn't be spoiling it. I guess I got to watch. I got to finish the trilogy. I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> spoil it too much. But it's like a it's a big part in these movies, and it, it apparently it apparently inspired a lot. But um. I guess Michael J. Fox was filming Family Ties at the same time as he was, as he was filming this movie. I've never seen that, but it's oh, one yeah. of his other famous movies. <clears throat> and I read, um, yeah. So it's it was a it was a it was a movie or it was a book made into a movie, and there was like obviously some differences. But um, I wanted to talk about there's like some plot holes, obviously, and I think um, one of the most glaring ones is kind of that you would think that George and Lorraine would recognize their son um, was that guy that got them together because he kind of like changes both of their lives, you know, by, uh, he, wait, are you, t- are you talking about Michael J. Fox? No, no, no. So George and Lorraine is, um, is Michael J. Fox's parents. Right. So his parents would, you would think they would recognize their son. So, so Michael J. No, Fox goes they, back in time and uh, pretty much ruins his parents getting met, right? Like he's the reason right. that their parents don't meet now and that he it should have been the dad, but it was him because he pushes that out of out of the way trying to save him. Exactly. So now yes. he's fucked up time and he has to like put this back together. And he um pretty much convinces George to like have confidence. And you see at the end of the movie, the family's all confident and the family's completely turned around and everyone's confident in the family. Whereas, you know, before everyone wasn't confident, especially the dad still getting pushed around by Biff, which is like an ongoing uh, theme that goes on through the whole trilogy. But it's just, it's really interesting. um, It's just really interesting seeing that kind of dynamic. But Steven, he wouldn't, he wouldn't know who his, his parents wouldn't know who he was because he wasn't. Well, all right. So also take into consideration that, that as soon as he leaves, she goes, Lorraine, she goes, Marty, that's such a nice name. And you would think that she would be like, oh, I remember that guy that had such a big influence on me and that I took to pro- I took to the dance and ended up ended up because this is also the their first date. So you think they would like always remember their first date, you know? I don't that's know. That's a stretch. That's a stretch. It is it is a stretch. Exactly. I, I guess I can see that. If you remember like, oh, what was your first date? Oh, our first date. Yeah, I mean, I mean I I remember my first date. I don't know. I don't know yeah. how young they you didn't have, have to be a, to forget. Yeah. They yeah. didn't have Instagram know. and Facebook to reference who that old person was that got them introduced. Like, you know, it's not <laughs> They could probably be like, Yeah, what was that guy? But then she names then she <laughs> names I met him for like two days. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought that was interesting. There was a couple of uh, little funny that people were talking about. And um so I guess in the and we'll do some book movie cross referencing Marty Marty McFly is called on by Dr. Emma Brown at the school about to take a test, apparently. So I guess um, it's different in the movie. In the movie, he in the opening scene, he goes over, does his amp explosion, and then Emma Brown calls him and asks him about the clocks. But it's um, mm. it's also like a little weird, this like kid hanging out with this old guy, you know? A little weird, you know? <laughs> And it doesn't like no, it doesn't go not, into the past of like their young. relationship. It just kind of shows he's them not like even that young though. It's oh it's dude, he's like, like in high boy. school. That's super young. 
I, I guess not really. And it's like it, I think it's just a weird. It is. It is a little. It weird. It is just a weird friendship. You would think like the older you would get, like probably like don't want to like have this like kid coming over. So apparently, I I read that apparently in the book, they meet. Um, or maybe the author of the book may have touched on this or said this later, but apparently they they met because Marty. They all heard about this crazy scientist, and Marty went in and broke into his laboratory, and Doc caught him, and I guess they became friends like that. But it was a little weird. Gotcha. It's like a weird friendship, and I think that's why they don't go into it, because there's not really a good way to explain it and be like, oh, yeah, it's obvious these guys are going to become friends. So one thing when I watched this movie that I instantly thought of, and I'm not even a diehard fan of this show. I just think it's pretty funny, and I've seen – um, a, f- a good number of episodes. Uh, Steven, have you watched Rick and Morty at all? Yes, I love that show. Okay, so I instantly thought of this when, or I thought of Rick and Morty when I watched this movie, and I just looked it up, and apparently, um, this is kind of an article I'm quoting here off of inverse.com, but it said the most diehard uh most diehard of Rick and Morty fans know that the show's creation is rooted as something of a back to the future parody um as it turns out the journey of Rick and Morty started out as the adventures of Doc Smith and Marty McDonald's and an obvious troll to the big movie studio I actually saw so, that, yeah, I, that I think I saw the actual video I think you can still watch it but yeah um it was kind of based on that like a a mad scientist and a kid and I love what Rick and Morty did with that idea and that concept cuz it's two very yeah. very different people and uh you have the kid that's going through the kid stuff and then you have like the crazy scientist that's like an old guy but yeah and there's this <laughs> there's this one Rick and Morty I, I love Rick and Morty where they both come to and they have no recollection recollection of anything and they just like look at each other and he's like Rick is like, hey, man, for all we know, you could be the weird one here, all right? Like, we don't know what's going on, but, like, for all we know, this could be you. Because <laughs> it's just, like, it's just weird. That show's hilarious. It's also as if Doc was just, like, this raging alcoholic, too. And and something about the the grandpa and Rick and Morty just being, like, an alcoholic, too, where he's, he's just, like, they're always just, like, traveling through time, like, doing crazy shit. Yeah. He's, like, well, he's not an time. alcoholic, and yeah. he's um, not an but, alcoholic in this, uh, in this movie. Not in this movie, but... That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Not in the movie, but in Rick and Morty. Yeah. Show. They, they make him out to be more of, like, a digital. No, I know. Kind of, I do, and they, and they, like they go crazy, crazy with Rick and Morty, that, and that's what I like about it. They kind of uh, have infinite pot- potential with that. But, um... I have I got a, one real quick. Go ahead. Go ahead, Trent. The uh, the Back to the Future shoes. Yes. Um, apparently, yes. they apparently go for anywhere from seventy five hundred to ten thousand dollars on the resale market. Shut up. Yeah, those Nike. What are those shoes? So who who wore those shoes? No, these are replicas. Think, uh, these are, these are just Marty? replicas. You see the other ones? Yeah, that they're replicas. They're pretty expensive, and they and they and they light up and everything too. I've seen those, but people like those. Were, did I, they wear? Did he wear these in the first movie? Yeah, he did. No, no, no. He doesn't. No, he doesn't wear these in the first movie. Trent is the second. It's the second movie, Steven? I think it's the second. Yeah, the second movie he wears these. Yeah. So this. So this these facts are are null and void. Trent. Oh, they're fuck. not applicable. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> well, it's a good anecdote. No, it is, but it, it is it is interesting. We do. I, I think that that I get is the vibe something that very 
I get the vibe. It's more futuristic. Yeah. <laughs> and the se- is the second movie more futuristic? Well, they go the, they I go mean, into it, the future. It alludes and what's to that. funny is they go to like 2015, yeah. which is I really wanted to like. I really can't wait till we eventually do the second one and have that conversation because there's a couple funny things uh, with those scenes. But yeah, the, you, you you would like the second one. I think the second one they go to the future and then. There's another one where they go to another pass and it's really good. They're and, all they're and all by the way really I good. see on here they're called Nike Mags, but uh to be clear the originals are selling for 71,000. So, they're called the McFlies. <laughs> um sneakerheads out there if you're curious. Yeah, so apparently the it. script was rejected 44 times before it was finally greenlit. Wow. See, that's why persistence Jeez. is key yeah. and paramount in life. Yeah, um, and there's like some small little things that were different from the book and the movie. Uh, uh, it seems like in the book, Marty was like a lot more hardcore about like the shit that he did. And the in the movie, they kind of make him seem like a nice guy, but like, I think. From what I read, like he like set some fires and shit to like leave a detention to go perform for his band for that audition. Wow. Like he set a fire and like <laughs> they, just to get out. I was like, man, this guy, is, this guy is hardcore. <laughs> but you're not hardcore unless you live hardcore. Shout yeah, he out seems... to <laughs> School of Rock. Shout out Jack the, Black. The legend of the rap. Um, <laughs> yeah, he seemed really charming and cool in this. He didn't really seem like a, a douchebag at all or, you know, he... He seemed cool. I mean, that, I, I think that's probably what makes this movie so appealing to kids at a certain age is they're like, I want to be yeah. that guy. He's ripping on the guitar. He's yeah. super cool. All the girls yeah. want him. He's he's having to like bat away these girls, albeit his mom, which is kind of gross. <laughs> and we'll get to that later. But he's he like punches <laughs> the, the bully. He's the uh, he, they portray him as like a cool. Yeah. Cool guy. No, I know. And it's funny. Um they say, uh, you know that scene where George goes into the, uh, he goes in and he goes, give me a milk, chocolate. And then he takes a chocolate milk and he's, and he- oh, dude, that was hilarious. <laughs> that was one of my favorite dude, and scenes. And I love him, his character and, and through the, through the whole series is just so good because he's just that funny character and you see him at like a really young age at his middle age and is a really, really old age. And it's just so funny because you see all the characters and it's just, uh, it's just mm-hmm. great. His character is probably in the top three funniest in the entire series. I'd agree. And we'll get into, into him and director and cast, but he's in a few movies that I really like. <laughs> and I actually didn't know he played a major role in this movie. So that was kind of cool. No, I know he plays a, he plays a good role. And uh, it was the top grossing film of 1985. Hmm. And you know, okay. the, uh, Biff's caps, catchphrases like uh, make like a tree and get out of here and butthead, they were all improvised. Wait, I thought it was make like a tree and like leaf or something. No, like he's that. no, that's what it's supposed to be. But he said, but Biff is like this stupid character. He goes, make like a tree <laughs> and get out of here. Yeah, it's just like funny idiot. i yeah i heard that too and i was like wait did, do i not get this is but i think i think it's because this character you know, is just that stupid like, dumb going character that's like getting this guy to do the homework for him like he's just a stupid guy so he yeah. gets it wrong and that's what i love in trailer park boys 
Um, one of the funniest things is one of these guys. One of these guys always gets these catchphrases wrong and says something different. They just sound similar, and it's just hilarious when someone uh, <laughs> when someone switches up a catchphrase like that. But uh, that's all I really have. Do you guys want to um, get I, uh, smoked in five for five? Or Nick, you got something? Well, the only other thing I was going to say is um, where to go here. So. Sorry, I lost my spot. Um, so Michael J. Fox said that his character, you know, like riding skateboards, chasing girls, playing music uh, with the hopes of wanting to become a rock star was like the exact same way that he was during this time in his life, he said. <laughs> oh, really? That's cool. So so it was like, a, you know, probably a natural character for him to play if he was like already this like also, cool guy. Who, no, I, I know. know. Also with the rock star th- thing that and, you're saying and, 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 um, and to that point i thought he was really smooth about his actions there's this one scene where he's going up to the uh going up he's doing his audition and i just remember his like little tendencies going up to the stage and he was going really quick and doing all this stuff really smooth and i was like this guy is like he just like knew he was handling it you know he, he knew he was killing it as as the uh as the star yeah, he was a great performer. Um, but to piggyback on that, when he's dressed up in his Darth Vader costume, um, apparently he has a cassette and it was labeled Edward Van Halen as opposed to the band's actual name, just Van Halen. And it's because they denied mm-hmm. uh, the filmmaker's request to use their music. But then apparently uh, Eddie Van Halen agreed to perform a few licks on his own, something that went unknown until he admitted it later R.I.P. Van Halen. Oh, R.I.P. Greatest. Jump. Uh, one of the greatest guitar players. Yes. Shout out. Damn, dude. Cool little fact That's there. cool. Yeah. 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 He, I, I also read something, too, that apparently that scene where, you know, they were looking for a guitar player and, you know, the guitar player, like, hurt his hand. Like, apparently he jumped at the at the chance to be able to actually play for the movie mm-hmm. um and he was taking he was taking lessons like preparing for that kind of role yeah that part. that's cool um but yeah it's like he already knew how to play and then i guess he just like elevated his game and like took some lessons to make sure that he was like super polished for the movie i love it but nice can you imagine just like being an actor and they'd be like oh yeah here's oh you play guitar too well, there's actually an opportunity to play like you know this part you it's know, a it's big, big gonna be one of the most legendary movie oh, man it's- music movie like parts in history. It's a lot like, of responsibility. It's like, I wonder, do you know yeah. you're killing it when you're killing it? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Like, do you think you're in the process? Like, bro, we're fucking killing it right now. But, yes, uh, you know let's get into that five for five. Welcome back to the five for five. Great Scott. Great Scott. This week on the five for five, you have to get five questions, four four or five questions correct to get five dollars Venmoed directly to your bank account. And um, audience, you can play too, and you're also eligible for the five dollars. It's the honor system. You just send it in. If you got it right, we send you the five dollars. All right. And Steven's paying. <laughs> Steven's buying. <laughs> complete honor system we do not verify in any way now i can quickly verify that um i don't know about nick but i am going to be dog shit today i would imagine it's Mm -hmm. been a little Mm -hmm. bit since i've seen this movie Mm -hmm. i think nick's in the same vein and steven is definitely going to whip out some bullshit 
this episode. It's going to be know, like I what know, time? This is all... It's going to be down to like the seconds and minutes on like the time. Something yeah. something <laughs> clock related. There's going to be some clock question. There's going to be some like northeast, west, south question. Mm-hmm. Like 125, 126. <laughs> But go ahead, Stephen. Yeah, all right, all right. We'll see. Let's get into it. Okay. What day does November 5th, 1950, 1955 fall on? And we nailed it. Go ahead. And we nailed it. First question. <laughs> you know I had to kick it out of the door after you. You teed me. You set me up for the tee off on that one. Okay, give Is us it, answers. Does it November 5th, 1955, does it fall on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday? Oh, well, I'm going to have no idea. Thursday. Um, you know, my, okay, favorite, Trent. my favorite day is probably Friday. So I'm going to go with that one. Both of you are wrong. It is Saturday. Damn it. Mm. Would you guys have remembered bet. November 5th if I asked you about November 5th, the day? Nope. No. Okay. How would I remember that? Well, usually you, you should have known it was a, a day in fall. We always we talked about this. We can we yeah. So <laughs> we can November, tell when, it, when Saturday, it's fall. November fifth, nineteen fifty five, is the day <laughs> that Doc Brown invented time travel. And it was a Saturday. All right, this is a um a historical question. Who was president in eighteen eighty five? I mean nineteen eighty five. I'm sorry. Wait, was this was this in reference in the movie, Stephen? It was. Yep. Oh, okay. Well, I think I just know it I know based it. off my history. Um, yeah, Trent, stop Googling over there. I see you Googling. Stop. Get away from that computer screen. Please. Google Get away my, from that computer screen. Stop I, I Googling. I have the answer choice in my brain. Hands up. All right. So who was president in uh, 1985? Ronald Reagan, Jimmy Carter, Gerald Ford, or Richard Nixon? Nick, you want to go for the uh, wiffle? Yeah, it's Ronald Reagan. It's Ronald Reagan, good sir. <sighs> you guys, need are you guys just good with your presidents, or you remember it from the reference? No, Actually, I just remember uh, him saying. I, I just remember him fact. saying, uh, "Who's the president?" And he goes, "Ronald Reagan." And because um, he's trying to like prove, he's trying to prove that it's he. He's from like the future, or whatever. And he's like, "Oh yeah, if you're from the and future, he says the who's actor. Like the <laughs> yeah, the actor." Um, Ronald Reagan loved the film, especially when the 55 doc was in disbelief that Reagan was the president in Marty's 1985. The vice president was like Jerry Lewis or something like that. Um, but yeah, apparently he, he also, uh, in his state of the union address, Reagan quotes back to the future. That says funny. never has never been more exciting a time to be alive, a time rousing wonder and heroic achievement. As they said in the film, back to the future, where we're going, we don't need roads. Yeah, roads where we're going, mm. we don't need roads. Okay. It's good so metaphor. we both got that one. One for two. And um, I guess um, people thought the, the joke was going to offend Reagan, but I think he, I, I guess he ended up loving it. I'm sure. He thought it, he thought it was just hilarious. Mm-hmm. But, um, and Plus I guess three. he ordered, like, I think he ordered, like, the um, actual movie to be to be made but it was crazy i was looking through our presidents it, w- it was like a while before like presidents used to be painted that we didn't even have pictures of these guys they were just painted and then it was these really really bad black and white pictures for like yeah. the longest time and then we get to call it it's it's crazy to see the um the evolution of it it's not, it not that long ago yeah 
But I let's hop into a... this. Go, Go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, I wish there was a good color image of George Washington, like an actual one. Yeah, he, he could just been like, listen, you need to like really make me buff, all right? All right, yeah. I paid you. Make me look fucking jacked. Yeah, yeah. I'm not right now, but I'm going to be in about six months. You and wait. Give me some, and I, like, I don't want... I'm paid some, for this now, and I want it to reflect six months from now, which is how I'm going to look for the rest of my life. So just and some make terrible sure you hit hair. it on the nose. Yeah. I know. And then it was like white hair for like four or five presidents. And then like the first, I think James Madison was the first guy with brown hair that was like, yeah, they made right. him look so old. They and even old. I think Madison was like painted too. And like this, yeah, it, it was a uh, very interesting, but all right, let's move this on a president's to podcast questions. Hey, give us I a mean, we can make it about it though. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go ahead and get this one out of the way because it was, it's a nitpicky one. I thought you guys um, were going to be better prepared. So I oh, your first question was, questions. A, was a nitpicky? <laughs> no, this is real nitpicky. Okay. It's <laughs> Can't wait. What's, Jennifer, <laughs> what's Jennifer's grandmother's phone number? Oh, oh my God, God Steven. Nick, Nick, we call It's reached shit. an all-time level. An all-time <laughs> level of nitpicky. Hey, at least these aren't blue. What's crap his mom's okay? second cousin's first phone number? <laughs> Nick, this is competing with with uh, driver's licenses. I know. All right, does it end in? Does it end in? Does the does the does her grandmother's phone number end in two zero two one two two or two three? <laughs> Um, <laughs> round of applause, Steven. <laughs> That's just... I thought you guys were going to be more prepared. I would have. I had a lot more whiffles, but I was like, these guys are going to get all these. All right, well, but you guys from, didn't get you November went from Ronald 5th, Reagan to this. I'm going to go. That was um, a great question. I'm going to go. You know, two, I'm going to ask about the president. You know, I'm going to go. I'm glad we're all learning something today about. But I'm going to go two three. We're <laughs> <laughs> really. Really learning some important information about this movie. <laughs> um, you said it was two uh, zero. We'll, we'll figure that out next five for five when I hear from you two about ahead, how much Nick, we learned. Ahead, Nick, what do you, two, you said it was two zero two one two two or two three. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I love when Nick claps after Stephen asks a question. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna go a uh, two one. Okay. What? What is it? It is Michael Jordan 2-3. Yes, oh. Nick, you see us. Take that on the chin. Michael Jordan 2-3. Now, this is a numbers question, but it's a little more interesting, and they mention it multiple times. Okay. How many gigawatts question. of electricity does the mm. flux capacitor need? I like this one more. Yeah, I like this one more. Is too. it 1.20 gigawatts, 1.21 gigawatts, 1.22 or 1.23. So it's another 20212223. I'm putting them all right around each other. Uh, I, I, th- I think I know a trend if you want to go. I want to say for for purposes of this movie they would do nice clean a nice clean pinch and do 1.20. <laughs> <laughs> nice clean pinch for Trent. Pinched it off clean. <laughs> Nick, the head Nick, what are you going with? 
Uh, I think it's uh, <laughs> nice, clean pinch. Uh, I think it's one point two one. Damn, is Nick, it? you're right. One point two one gigawatts of electricity. Damn, Nick, you remember that? Shit? They, they didn't have channel uh, the lightning and it, bolts, and he had he had to get the lightning because they didn't have enough uh, plutonium back in the day, right? I know. He's like, I bet you could just walk up to any corner grocery store and get plutonium in the future, but it's not that easy to get. So uh, I thought all of his, uh, I thought all of his stuff was so funny, like the future versus the past. um, He he mentions like heavy, and he's like, "What does weight have anything to do with it?" (laughs) You're thinking about the wrong things right now. Like we got to focus. But um, all right. So you guys remember this? uh, The very opening scene where. uh, he calls Marty to come film him, and he he drives out to the. Uh, he's got his van out there, and he's got his DeLorean out there, you know. Right. Like one of the opening scene when. Um, yes. When he yeah. flies away, is, yeah. When the uh, when the terrorists come and they shoot him all up and everything like that in that opening scene, and it gets right. everything going crazy. All right, so on the side of his van, it says Doctor E. Brown Enterprises, twenty four hours scientific. Is it scientific service, scientific services, research, testing, or studies? Service, services, testing. No, sir. Study. No, I'm sorry. It's it's just services, research, testing, or studies. And the first word is scientific. What, what's the first scientific? Uh, yeah, sorry. it's it yeah. says twenty. It's um Dr. E. Brown Enterprises, twenty four hour scientific. Either services, research, testing, or studies. Good question. This one will. Um, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> me and me and Nick are t- tied up right now, so this is going to be. I think we both have two. This is the fifth question, right, Stephen? This is the fifth. Fifth and final. I'm going on a hunch that it's. Research. I'm going testing because I feel like that's what he's always doing is testing <sighs> shit. It was services. Oh. But I thought that was interesting too. It's, it sounded like. Um, yeah, like services. Scientific you services. You threw us like, off with the service mean? and then the services. And then when you no, no longer had. No, I was saying the, I was saying it was either services, research, testing, or studies. I know, but at first you said service, services. And well, I, I, I corrected myself, and I wanted to I wanted to end it with an S because that's what it's it was. Because he knew it was the right S. answer, and he stumbled. But but yeah, when you when you pulled back one of them, I was like, <laughs> oh, throw me off his set. He stumbled. Okay. That's the right answer. Damn. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, you both failed at admirable admirable this week. This I would say a, pretty uh, miserably, but okay. well, we, I, I we, was nitpicky. I didn't think you guys were gonna. Warning. I thought you guys were. Gonna, Nick, usually you're on top of your game with these questions and your notes, and you know, I, oh, did you think I was gonna ask a car question? Did you even there study was just, the cars? No, there was just too many things with the clocks and shit. It were, I just, <laughs> gave I wasn't interested. <laughs> I wasn't interested. <laughs> he gave up. Sometimes Nick yeah. takes detailed notes, <coughs> flashcards. I take a lot of details on. Yeah, on, yeah, he's something. He underlines important things and. Yeah, 
Okay, well, so you uh, well some movies like Inglorious Bastards, there's like no nothing you can do, and then in a movie like this, there's like everything you can do. And I agree, it's like something like this. It's like don't even don't even try to remember any of this kind of stuff because right. there's so much in the details. Yeah, but let's hop into the director of cast. Okay. Director in the cast, kick that ass. Director in that kick ass. Kick that ass. We're talking director Robert Zemuckis. <clears throat> Robert for this one. Now this guy has done Forrest Gump, Contact, and Flight. Oh no, he Forrest way. Gump! He's the man. Dude. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Okay, so he produced for Contact, and he was the producer for Flight, and he was the writer Ooh. and the director for Back to the Future. I want to see Contact. I guess good alien movie. Do you guys notice that uh, the IMDb like layout's different now? No, it looks the same to me. It's the same for me. Nick, you uh, oh, using a different browser over there? I got like an, I got an update. Well, when you go to the top cast of a movie, it like breaks it out into a better way now. You know how we always complain about not being able to see the cast easily? Yeah. Yeah, mine has like a new layout with like their pictures, and it's easier to see. Ooh, oh, interesting. interesting. Well, he also did. Anyways, uh, he does this. He does a second and third Back to the Future. Well, he has to. He's done Used Cars was his first film. I want to hold your hand. Actually, he might have done that. Might be his first film because the other two were shorts. The Polar and Forrest Gump in '94. Great oh, movie. He did Castaway. Mm. Great movie. Imagine doing Back to the Future Part Three in 1990. You you pull off of that. You know. You do uh, Death Becomes Her in 92, and then in 94 you hit it off with Forrest Gump. It's like you're still collecting money from Back to the Future, and you you're hitting yeah, Forrest. You're Gump. riding high. But I think Back to the Future was kind of his claim to fame. He had two other movies before that. I think. Oh, definitely his claim Three to fame others. was Back <clears throat> to the Future, kicking it off. Well, um, but he did a couple. He did a couple other movies before he even did those other two movies. And let's see, so eighty five, and then the, the second didn't come out until eighty nine, and then ninety. So interesting. He probably um, made kind of made those movies in the background for a little bit, and made some money, and sat down and enjoyed himself. Yeah. So we could talk about um, Bob Gale was also the writer. Nick, I see what you mean now about the cast. It is kind of laid out a little different. Yeah. He was the writer nicer. for all of these other ones. He doesn't have um he doesn't have anything. He's just got a lot of uh Let's let's hit, get into the heavy hitter, Marty McFly. What a name. Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. Marty McFly and Michael J. Fox are just both cool names. They are. Michael J. Fox. And yeah, he's known for obviously Back to the Future, The Frighteners, Spin City. I don't really know him from too much else, to be honest with you. He's from Canada. Yeah, I've not seen any. He's from Canada. Big hitters. Oh, wait. He plays in Stuart Little. He, I think he plays a little, oh, little mouse. Does he? That's funny. <laughs> Good reference. I oh, he also plays Teen... He plays in Teen Wolf. Scott Howard. Nick, who's that? Yeah, Nick. You, in what show? Tell us about that. I know In you, Teen Wolf. Yeah, you love Teen Wolf. Oh, Teen Wolf? You've been talking about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's my shit. Yeah, um, he's Scott Howard in that. He's he's a wolf. <laughs> he's a kid being a wolf, just wolfing around, doing wolf things. 
<laughs> teenager hitting puberty. Uh, for real though, click on I, I pull up that movie though. Pull up Teen Wolf and look at like his chest hair, <laughs> the pictures. It looks like the caveman from the Geico commercials. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just pulling it up. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, this movie actually looks amazing now. <laughs> now that I'm watching. Yeah, it. maybe we need this. Looks super right, I'm adding that to my list. <laughs> All right, he, he actually looks like he's turning into a freaking wolf man. That's no, but Stuart is. Little is a good reference. I'm glad we I'm glad we caught that one. I used to watch that. Yo, he was in a Lil Nas X I, video I was short. Just about to say, <laughs> but he's as Marty. He was McFly. Marty McFly yeah. in Lil Nas X: The Origins of Holiday. Huh. All right, let's um, move on to Christopher Lloyd. Doc. Now, a couple things I want to talk about Christopher Lloyd. Do you guys remember this was the motherfucker who played in uh, Dennis the Menace? Ooh. I don't think I've seen Dennis the Menace. Nick. Do you guys remember Dennis the Menace? He was the weird old guy Nick. that was like creeping. I was actually scared of this fucking guy Wait, I when I was to, a kid. I, I remember I used to see this, this movie and like I would get creeped out. Yeah, who was he in that? Dennis the Menace in 1993. Switchblade? He played Switchblade <laughs> Sam. Look how cute Dennis the Menace oh is. Oh my God, Steven, you're blowing my mind. This guy was creepy as fuck. Oh, wow. I do he looks terrible. Dude, hold on. I hold haven't on. even seen Switchblade Sam. This guy, dude, I I was... You're talking about me actually getting scared as a kid. Oh. I would watch this movie and like... This motherfucker scared the living shit out of me. Because he was creepy as fuck. Dude, look at this motherfucker. But I, he he is really a great actor. Yeah, he, yeah, it's because he I had mean. a switchblade and he would he would like put it in the apple and cut it up and stuff. Oh my god, it was so weird. Yeah. It was like this like guy walking around that was like, oh my god. Yeah, he was creepy. So creepy. Nick, I can't like, believe even, you haven't even seen now. That. I look at him and I'm like, I am still getting the same anxiety. It's a classic movie, Nick. Child. Maybe you should go back. Oh wow, Mr. That's Wilson, funny. Nick, you look just like Mr. Wilson. Do you see that? How about um, Roger? Yo, check out that file I just sent you guys. He's from Adam's family. What file on on Zoom? On Tumblr? On the Zoom chat. All right, I'm checking it out. Steven would appreciate Nick, are it. Are you like giving me some kind of virus? I don't understand. What are you doing? Are <laughs> no, you just click on this. The... Did you guys see it? Are you uploading a virus real time? What is it? I can't see it. I have to download it. Do I need to download it? Yeah, download this? it. I just downloaded it, yeah, but download uh, it. it's giving me Oh, here, Steven, I can show you with I'll I'll share the screen. Look, yeah, share the screen because I can't share my screen. Look at this guy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Argus Filch? <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> he's from Harry Potter. He's Filch. He's he looks just like Filch in Harry Potter. That is hilarious. But you know what's funny is this guy. Oh my god, this guy is nothing to the creepiness that uh, Christopher oh, Lloyd is as that character. That's great. I'm glad I. They look they look similar, but oh they my look god. Really similar. Is Christopher Lloyd not the scariest fucking guy I've ever seen in my I'm life? I'm glad I downloaded that to my work computer, Nick. Thank you. You're welcome. I know, Nick, why did, I did you? I, I literally wasted space. I Now I have to delete this picture off of my hard drive. He's, okay, so he Dude, was also in Who, was a who Framed Roger JPEG. Rabbit. He was in Clue. He was in Adam's Family. Um, Dennis the Menace. Um, let's see. Do we know anything else, guys? 
Baby geniuses. He plays Heat. Oh, baby. Oh, geniuses. he plays in. Dude, he plays in. Um. Oh my God, a great movie. Let me try to find it. It's um. It's got to be sometime in the nineties. He plays in um Camp Nowhere. Have you guys ever seen Camp Nowhere? No, Mm-mm. I don't think so. I've heard of it. Hold on, look um look up Camp Nowhere real quick. This is actually a really I've a, a good movie that I I was watching. Ninety four. He plays De- Dennis Van Walker. So Dennis Van Welker. So um these kids are pretty much all their parents mm. um are trying to get them to go to summer camp and they don't want to go to these summer camps. So they end up making up their own to where they you know fake and they all do these and pretty much he's the character that like is the adult in the situation that's kind of faking him and they're pretty much like heavyweights like, hey we're gonna well yeah kind of like heavyweights um it's no it's it's more like they uh they make their own camp like they're like they're like we don't want to do these stupid so it's like heavyweights except summer. they're not fat <laughs> no they, they don't they're not going to like any specific camp they just made their own party camp and they go and they party nick all, it's like heavyweights so they're just not fat gotcha that's all I needed to know. This guy's always <laughs> okay. like the kooky. He reminds me of like Kramer in Seinfeld or something. But he plays a really good character in that. His his character really uh, is really let out in that. He can really run with it. But no, I agree. He's always that kind of guy. But man, if you see him in Dennis the Menace, it's like a complete 180. Yeah, Stephen, thank you for that. <gasps> thank you for that reference. You're welcome. I needed that. Scratch that itch. Oh, he was in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. That was his first movie in '75. Mm, that was. Have you guys seen that? No, I haven't. With Jack Nichols. Is it good? Uh, Jack Nicholson. So I, I, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. So <laughs> I went and watched it recently. Or I didn't go anywhere and watch. It. I watched it on my couch. <laughs> um, but yeah, I watched it with Rachel, and it was pretty long and slow. But you can see why it's. Um, Classic. It's pretty like Harold did. Such a classic. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of Jack Nicholson uh Jack Nicholson's like best movies. Nicholas? Jack Nicholas? <laughs> Jack Nicholas. <laughs> we'll get that right someday, audience. Two hours. Yeah, ahead. so he did good. Um he played in Mr. Mom. Let's move on. Okay. Let's um I wanna find first we got we, we're gonna talk about Biff, but let's talk about George McFly. Crispin Glover. Yes, so I have to do I the reference. Love this yeah. Like Mike. Do you guys remember this guy in Like, like Mike? Like Mike, yes. I was going to bring up Like Mike and uh, Kill Bill. He's this creepy, weird oh, motherfucker in Kill yeah, Bill. Yeah, he is. You're right. I've never, I don't remember him in uh, Like Mike. He's, uh, he's the uh, orphan Wait, um, owner. He's the guy who. He plays Phil in Hot Tub Time Machine. Steven, you don't remember like Mike? He's the he's the owner of like where the orphans are staying at. Wait, he's not. I just up don't remember his character Bill. too much. I'd have to watch it. I do remember like Mike, but I don't remember his character specifically. What, Nick? You got a bad reference earlier? Um, no, I'm just not finding Please. him in uh, Kill Bill. I could have sworn he was. Oh. Uh oh! Hypocritical so, critics. Nick, I don't know. Get your facts right. There's some. So many people weird just paused right then and have been searching in. for hours. <laughs> yeah, pe- people are like, uh, "Do these guys know what they're talking?" Calm about? it down in the chats. Calm it down, okay? <laughs> You're going. We know he fucked up. We already know. So don't he, tell us. <laughs> he was in the uh, hot tub time machine, though. Oh, he was. Nick, they want your head on a stake for this one, okay? <laughs> 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 that's a good movie I, right. I like hot tub time machine <laughs> that is a good movie 
Oh, he's in. Uh, I don't. I don't remember him in that either, though. I, I I remember the movie, just I don't remember him in it. He's in Charlie's Angels too. He's known for Willard. River's Charlie's Edge. Angels, dude. That's it. Uh, that was you got it. That I'm sorry. mistaken for Kill Bill. I got it confused with Kill Bill. Charlie's Angels, because because <clears throat> there's um, Charlie's Angels has like the badass. Um, obviously the badass cast of like fighting women, but there's like a lot of like sword fight scenes with uh, that Asian girl in Charlie's angels. Yes. Um, yes. And it reminds me of, it reminds me a lot of uh, the sword, the, like the sword fighting and kill bill. Gotcha. So okay. I think that's why I cross wires on that. Gotcha, Nick. He's also in a, what's the even- chat is going crazy right now for you referencing <laughs> that sword fighting. They said that is a uh, ninja art. <laughs> Um, he's in What's Eating Gilbert Grape, which is the one with uh, Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm not seeing anything that I recognize of him, but I love his character in this movie so much. He is like the funniest character, has that funny... You know who I compare him to? Another 80s movie, The Ghostbusters. Um, Zwolinski or whatever the guy's name is, the... Uh, the, the Nova Scotia's Canada yeah. salmon for twenty five ninety five. Yeah. I get it for nineteen ninety five. He just had that oh funny gosh. little uh, nerdy kind of character, and it was just I just love that character. And if you see that one scene where he's first introduced, and Marty's going in there, and they're um, they're like watching TV and stuff, and uh, the mom's talking about how they first met and all that. He's just like there's this one laugh he does when he looks over at the TV, and he starts laughing at the TV, and it's just this. Really funny laugh that I, it's just, it's a very unique character that he's got. Mm-hmm. Oh, Rachel, Rachel and I were like making fun of it earlier. Um, yeah, I don't want to do it now, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, give us your impression. Come on, Nick. The com- no, because I, I, the comment section wants it. I, I can't. Well, Biff, uh, can I assume your insurance will cover it? <laughs> well, well, now, Biff. <laughs> I don't know. No, it would be it would be hard to get his down. He's just got such a fluent character in that, and it's it's so funny. He's such a likable character that it's um, it's just he gets even funnier throughout the series too, which is funny. But I love him in this movie. Let's talk about Biff Tannen. <clears throat> this is um Thomas Douchebag. F. Wilson. This guy was great. You love to hate this guy in this movie. He absolutely killed it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's got. I mean, he gets all the a lot of credits, but I don't recognize. Can any. I just? Can I just say real quick? There's some things that like probably didn't age well with his character. Of like, there were some scenes where he was like, oh, dude. forcefully yes. like grabbing his mom and like, like pushing. He like when he was in the cab with her, not the cab when he was in the car with her, and it looked like he was just like straight yes. up like. Taking advantage of her. No, and, you know? and then she even says, like, help. And then, like, he's like, dude, he was about to do some bad shit to her. She was literally like, yeah. help me. And he was like, get the fuck away from my car. Mm-hmm. And, like, he was about to kick his ass. And, like, I was like, dude, this guy is, like, a sociopathic, like, dangerous guy. Mm-hmm. And, obviously, it's it's a movie. He's, like, the villain in the whole trilogy. But he's, like, such a... Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's like one of those things. It's like it it's goes from this like funny movie to like all of a sudden you're like, oh wow, this is like this isn't this this isn't funny anymore. This isn't this is cool. Like kind of, this is kind of fucked up. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up. That like, okay, this guy's with a group and, of and other already, guys, I'm, and they're they would straight up. They were almost like, 
I don't want to be like graphic here, but it was like they were like trying to gangbang her or something at one point. It was like they're all like surrounding her and like grabbing her, mm-hmm. and yeah. I don't know. It's just yeah, it was creepy. Not 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 jive. No, and I and I uh, wasn't jiving you, with you're me. already uncomfortable because it's already weird that the mom is coming on to the son in like a sexual way. Yeah. So you're always you're automatic. You're already like, oh, this is like getting weird. And then that comes up, and you're like, okay, yeah, that was like, that's not fucking cool. This is, uh, this is definitely out of line. Yeah, went over. But the, uh, yeah. it is different seeing this kind of stuff from the '80s and what they may have changed about it now. You know, definitely. Because now mm-hmm. you see that, and you're like, it's got Dateline vibes all over it. They would have changed it entirely. No, I well, agree. It's, it's not that it's not that this movie is like endorsing it or saying that it's okay, but just by like kind of showing showing it is almost like a reflection of like maybe the culture at the time or that was like maybe that was happening more a little bit yeah i don't know because now obviously there's just more light to there's just more exposure around women in you know not being taken advantage of and you know certainly yeah there's been all that so he's the same character he like takes advantage like you you, it's he takes advantage of people through the entire series as a person but um yeah, it's like uncomfortable to watch some of this stuff. And it's like, it's supposed, I think at the time it's supposed to be more funny. Like in the 80s, 85s, not not that scene specifically, but the scene as far as like the mom coming onto the sun, it's supposed to be like a funny thing they're trying to throw in as a joke. Yeah. But it's like when you watch that now, or at least when you're older, you're just like, oh, yeah, it's so weird. It's like, it's kind of weird. Funny. Yeah. It's just like, you're just like, you're just creeped out. And maybe that's what they were trying to go for is like that weird. The, the weirdness like, outweighed the funniness to me. I feel like when I was younger, I didn't think this, that those scenes were as weird. And I didn't, I definitely didn't like look at them like I look at them now, you know? Well, we should talk about but, uh, uh, it is, Leah Thompson, the, the mom or the later mom. Um, Lorraine. Lorraine Baines. And she um, did a good job. I mean, yeah, it was kind of creepy, but who can blame her? Michael J. Fox was a fox. Wait, um, I'm sorry. I'm not finding her. Who is it? <laughs> Leah Thompson is her, her real name. Lorraine was her stage name. Um, she did, her stage name. She did, a good, she did a good job. I don't recognize a whole lot, though. She's in Back to the Future, obviously, Howard the Duck, some kind of wonderful. Yeah, she, her resume's a little bleh. A little meh. <laughs> it doesn't do it for Nate. We got high standards around here. <laughs> it's no Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah. She's been in like 103 movies, and I'm like, yeah, she kind of sucks. Yeah, but she, I mean, she did a good job in this. Steven's still trying to find her. <laughs> and we've already moved on. <laughs> I could tell by the look on his face. No, I'm just looking through her movies. I, I don't see anything either. I'm, I'm just scrolling through. There's a lot, but I don't recognize anything. I was trying to at least find something that I may have seen that she was in. Let's, well, let's move on for the sake of time. I feel like it's a big cast. Yeah. No, it is. Um, Jennifer Parker. <laughs> Claudia Wells. Nah, she didn't have a big role. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, no, she. So apparently, um, Jennifer Parker. Apparently, 
Um, they recast her, I think, in the in the later movies. Uh, I think she, I think someone in her family got sick and she left. Or gotcha. There was something behind the reason that she had to leave. But well, then I think we pretty much hit the the big the biggies. Yeah. The big players. So um, stretch our legs. Stretch our legs and that favorite scenes from the magazines. Favorite scenes from the magazine. And it's all come to this. Boy, let's talk about those fave scenes. It's just it's a good, mine, good so section, I can kick it you off. know? I love that scene <clears throat> uh, where Biff comes back and uh, he totaled the car in the very beginning. He says, I can't believe you loaned me your car without telling me there was a blind spot. <laughs> He's like, insurance? He's like, I spilled beer all over myself when that car smashed me. Who's going to pay for my cleaning bill? Yeah. It's <laughs> just like... <laughs> Such a dick, and he's yeah, like, he, was, he openly says he was drinking while he was driving. He was such he an was ass. Like, <clears throat> Different right, times, he back totaled then. the car and everything. Yeah, he was just. He was like, "Have you done my reports yet?" You know, he's just such a, such a dick. And then um, he's leaving. He's like, "Hey, tell your mom I said hey." Mm-hmm. You know, just like uh, every like little bit to be a complete asshole. But then you can see he's been taking advantage of this guy since he was like a kid. Used to do. Used to take his homework, and now he's taking his uh. Now he's taking his like work pretty much. Straight up bully. Right. Classic bully character. And played it well. But then at the no, end, the end then... is one of my favorite scenes where he's cleaning cleaning the car. He's like he's like, Yeah, you know, we've known each other since high school. Um and then it goes into him just being like the schmuck now. Obviously peaked in high school type guy. He's like he's like the pushover, yeah. like he's like his bitch now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love it. Cause he like punched him in high school, right? So he got he got the uh, upper hand he on got, him. Got got uh, one of one of my favorite scenes. I mean, apart from the obvious Johnny B. Good scene, the iconic scene. Um, Are you gonna brush over? It? We'll get into You're that just gonna in a moment, brush over it. Okay, I'm gonna brush over it because I've seen it a lot, Go and ahead. I'll let you hit it because I know you're gonna hit it. Go ahead. But actually, one of my favorite scenes was the skateboard scene where he like. This the board like goes under the car and then he like climbs up the the front windshield and like hops over onto the board. Then they like slide into the manure, <laughs> and it was just the most gangster move on them. <laughs> and I just really like that scene. Yeah, the skateboarding scenes just in general were cool. Yeah. Him like uh, uh, what is it? Skitching or skidding? Skitching? I can't remember. Skidding. Steven. Steven, what's the term? Skitching. Yeah. Sketching, um, sketching. You can do it in some of the skating games, underground, yeah, Hog underground, right. Great game. Yeah, he was sick about that. Uh, yeah. So uh, let's but go ahead and hit that guitar. I just love scene. that he played guitar. Yeah, let's hit that guitar. Scene. Yeah, hit us with the guitar, Trent. I mean the the red classic hollow body guitar he had was mwah, with the whammy bar. It just can, can looks so. Can we good. just say real quick though? I and I hope you don't brush by this. 
This movie inspired Trent to play guitar. Oh, if I'm not yes. Mistaken. Yes, it did. Johnny, be good scene. This is the scene. It, Trent, uh, it was this about the scene that's, that inspired it you. It was to play this. Guitar. So it was this scene, but it was also another movie. I can't remember. It was a Disney movie, but I remember it was like a Christmas scene or something like that in this other movie. And, and not only that, but this movie where I was like, damn, I really wish if there was a guitar sitting in a room and I was at a buddy's. I could pick it up mm-hmm. and like, not only could I solo like down towards the head of the neck, but like come all the way to the top, the tippy top and like play like really high notes and then like go back down to the, cause you know, it's just like mesmerizing how they, how they did it before I knew what they were doing. Um, so I think this had, mm-hmm. a, it definitely had a huge influence on me and, and the soloing style of like that rock and roll is just so, so good. You know, him, him pushing yeah. amp over and then, you know, getting on his like sliding knees and then, and then with the big bend at the end and he's like, oh, y'all, y'all aren't ready for that, but, but your kids are going to love it. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, that, that's right. the best part of that. Well, well, rock and roll wasn't really out yet. Right. Cause, um, I looked it up, I guess Johnny, so buddy or not buddy, um, Chuck Berry. Uh, Johnny B. Good. Chuck. Chuck was written by Chuck Berry in uh, 1958. Yeah. And I guess this dance was at, what, 55? Yeah, or something, something like that. Or yeah. earlier 50s. So it was like just on the bridge of rock and roll, I guess. Yeah. Um, where they were still doing more of like the swing style <clears throat> stuff, the j- jazz music. Yeah. Oh, we got to talk about the Earth Angels. Bl- maybe scene. some blues, but. That, and then that's you get the, the scene uh, where I fell in love with that song, Earth Angel. Oh yeah, yeah. Earth Angel, Earth Angel. Yeah, yeah. So then the '60s was like the Beatles and Rolling Stones and like some of those other rock and roll bands. I mean, The Who, CCR, Led Zeppelin. Um, right. So yeah, Pink Floyd. Definitely, some definitely of the that's when the '60s came, influence. but they all stole it from Chuck Berry. I mean, Chuck without Chuck Berry, you know, but. It, it it was funny when the girl came up to him after she played and she was like she was like, Wow, that that music, what did she say? She was like, That was really um interesting music yeah. that you were playing. Uh-huh. Like like she she had never heard rock and roll before like that. It's kinda know? like it's, it's kinda like I remember Imagine seeing that for the I first time. The, you know, seeing somebody like shred shred like that in front of you for the first time. You're used to very like shoe up, shoe up, and then you hear like you hear him, you know, somebody like him come up on stage and like rip a guitar solo behind oh, his back. Oh, for sure, like, dude. I, I feel like I, I had that, um, I kind of had that moment. I mean, it's not the same, obviously, because it wasn't performed in front of me, but with uh, dubstep. Right. You remember the first time you heard dubstep? The first, dude, that is so funny you bring that up. I can remember the first time I heard dubstep too. Yeah. And it, when I was, it was, it was when Savannah was dating that uh, Corey guy Corey who Fischl, lived yeah. in Dorset. Yeah. Corey Fischel, who lived in Dorset. Yeah. And I remember going to his house and he was friends with um Nolan. Yeah. And he put some of it on. It's so funny you bring that up. I remember exactly where I was, and it was like the most like wompy dubstep yeah. song. Um it was like Skrillex or something. And I was like, what are-? it sounded like Transformer music. You're like, to me. you're like I was like, is, is this robot music? You're like, this is interesting. Like the exact same reaction, yeah. you know, that they had in the movie. I right. remember the first time right. I heard dubstep, well, and it was the same kind of experience. Yeah. Do you remember that where you were though the first time you heard it? I, I remember like I think it was Sam Wilhoit and um, Michael Stallings or uh, uh, Dimitri, whatever. I Dimitri. Think. They, <laughs> yes, I think yes. they were like showing me, showing <laughs> yeah. me uh, 
dubstep and I was like, this is like the weirdest. I've never heard this before. Steven, I think I see um, on this that he plays guitar in the other future subsequent movies. Do you recall that him like shredding again? I I don't remember that at, at least. I don't exactly remember it. I'm sure he he might. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, it was it was interesting. It got people into skating and into guitar. Well, I can go into kind of another one of my favorite scenes since that one's kind of I guess cliche. You guys will you guys will say I liked when um. I, I think we were kind of talking about it earlier when is it was a Biff was the bully. The bully like was in the car and he was yeah. he was like taking advantage of that the girl. And finally, uh George McFly finally grew some balls and punched Stops him in the, him. yeah, grew and punched him in the face. Um because you were wanting it so bad, you're just like Come on, dude! Like you have to get the girl, and if you're gonna get the girl, you gotta you gotta be you know stand up for yourself. And then it just like was a feel good moment for me. I you know I needed it after so much, just like him just failing and being pushed over. Yeah. And in a, in a way, it felt like it. Trent, was... You always have your finally scenes. You got your finally, <laughs> finally. I finally. They, I was waiting. They built finally, that tension. They built the tension. Yeah, I like the release. Uh, I like that one scene where uh, Marty's with his mom on that. They're going to the dance, and then uh, he's expecting her to be this like, you know, good girl, and she like pulls out the liquor and starts drinking. He's like, "You, you drink?" She's like, "Yeah, I swiped it from the old lady's liquor cabinet." <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh, like I didn't realize that." Then like she pulls out a cigarette, she starts smoking. <laughs> he's like, "Oh, you smoke." <laughs> He's like, oh, you want to sit in a parked car? She's like, sure, let's sit in a parked car. I I love that. And then you see in the beginning of the movie, her mom's talking about, I would never sit in a parked car with a boy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, well, she, she really did she say, like, I'm 17, like, 17, almost 18. Like, this isn't my first time, like, in a parked car with a guy. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. It, yeah. She's like, yeah, I'm 18. I, this isn't my first time in a parked car. And, and Marty McFly was always growing up to his mom like yeah like i never would have done any of that like you're crazy if you do that yeah so he's expecting her to be like that and then of course he's like finding out that his mom was nothing like that well, it's so true and i thought that was funny she's like yeah, you're starting dude. to sound like I mean, my mother you know she's like they were pumping out babies back then well, my grandma had like my grandma my great grandma they had like three kids by the time they were like 18 or 19 i feel like i feel like that's a common and there's thing that, that one happens though like the parents play it down how they were when they were younger, but you know, they were drinking and partying just the same. Like it was the sixties and seventies, you know? Yeah. I like the, um, I kind of did get ghostbusters vibe again from the, uh, DeLorean when it like, it like started to fly and take off. It just looked like the graphics were just dated. Obviously, you know, it's, yeah. you know, it's funny is I've been to a museum where I saw the DeLorean and the back to the future mobile. Oh. In the same museum. Where, where was it? Was it in Atlanta? <sighs> no, it was. I was at some. I was at some beach town. I, I think they like have multiple cars that are like built, uh, and then they just like replica them yeah. around. I mean, the graphics were decent for the time, but like it was. I just like the the concept of the DeLorean. How they created a really good you know concept for that you know, futuristic looking car. And then I also liked how they did the uh, flames when it would come, uh, when it would go back in the future, whatever, and yeah. have the two flames where the tires were. I thought that was a cool, 
little feature of the movie. And then like Doc would be like running through them or whatever. No, so so that scene where he goes down, I I was just thinking about this for the first time ever, watching this movie, being critical about it. So the 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 lightning is going to strike this clock tower at a certain minute, right? But there's still sixty seconds. Here we go of time in a minute. Here we go. I mean, there's there's a. I mean, how are you going to time it like that? There's no way. You could possibly because you have to be. You're, yeah. He has to be going 88 at the time of contact, so it's not like he can just sit back and be like, "All right, just hit, like hit." I can pull up to 88 and hit it. Yeah. He has to be going 88 when it hits, and then be hitting it at 88. 88. You know, I really let a lot of a lot of things slide, and uh, you know, if we were going to <laughs> if we were going to try suspension of disbelief here. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's funny is he uh, Doc Brown pulls up his uh, he's like sorry, he's like showing him the plan, and he's like, "Sorry, I didn't." build this uh model to scale or paint it he's like i didn't have enough time to do that but he had like time to make this entire model also and, like, you know the little the little model of the yeah. <laughs> lightning strike also, and everything also the scene where he's getting them out of the 50s sending him back to the present tense in the 80s um that scene where he's like the cord gets caught or whatever and he goes to like plug it in and he totally gets electrocuted like how does he not die from that (laughs) you know what i mean like he he's like holding the thing like the wires and it just like the lightning comes through it or something he's literally holding it and his entire body gets (laughs) (laughs) like he doesn't die he doesn't die from that That okay we're just gonna let that slide i let a lot of i let a lot of things slide like, you, d- you like, don't really uh, take it because like the whole like going also, back into also, the past. <laughs> he looked he looked no older or no younger traveling between like when he went back and saw him in the fifties. He looked the exact same. No, I know, and it's funny 80s. because at one point he says, "Oh my god, look how old I am." He's like, "I can't believe I kept my hair," and it's just so yeah. funny because it's like the exact same person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> same look. <laughs> like everyone else aged except for him. Okay. Well, I think and had, it's so funny. Uh, I think he was a silver. There's fox. a little bit of a spoiler right here for the future movies, but or I guess I won't spoil it for Nick. But that comes into play later. He um, there's another joke about that. Oh, His age, really? He gets like some futuristic work done, and like he pulls the skin off, and he's like, <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> still the same person. <laughs> he's like, yeah, it looks great. It's just it's still his face. All right, I might have to see the the rest of the movies. Did you guys see his like his like bully crew here and this guy with like his he had like yeah the, the guys like <laughs> douchey glasses three D glasses like in a movie theater or something like that. Oh, Trent. Also, I loved when they were making front making fun of his vest and they were like. What's that? Uh, why you got a? He must be <laughs> yeah. a sailor. He's got his uh, life pre- life yeah. preserver on. <laughs> <laughs> also, do you remember uh, this this scene? They did a good job of making it look oh, like oh, um, of like the symbolism right here, where they both are nodding their head, like the father and son, yeah, doing the same things, so, yeah. And then and then he's like That's looking cool. over at him, like uh, like dad. <laughs> but what were you gonna say, Nate? Uh, there was just a scene where that like principal was like nose to nose with him. Oh yeah. And I was like, why is he so fucking close to him? looks like he's going to kiss him. This is weird. (laughs) Yeah. Slacker. Oh, what a great, what a great doc is such a good concept. Yeah. 
Like Rick and Morty, they made a whole show about him. No, I know that is so funny. All right, well, you guys got any others? I do love that. We were talking about it earlier, but that give me a milk chocolate. <laughs> Just like in the <laughs> It 60s, comes sliding like, down the bar. He grabs it <laughs> and like goes on the dance floor. That's like us going to the avenue back in the day, going into a... Uh, Johnny Rockets, be like, give me a Johnny Rockets slushy. You know your boy fries on the side. used to uh, whip up a mean milkshake. We just there. we know we just went to PacSun. We were browsing at PacSun. <laughs> oh, dude, this is you a, know maybe maybe buy a little shirt. Dude, this or is a Johnny Rockets. No <laughs> That's where they were. Look at this. You put a nickel in the jukebox. This is what we had at Johnny Rockets. Oh yeah, the same restaurant. She was like, they had. oh, dude, that is totally the same thing. Huh, Nick? She was just like infatuated with him. Yeah. Look at her like staring at him, like I fucking him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she liked him. Uh, let's not talk too much about what we're seeing on the screen. Okay. But um, there was a uh, there was that one scene where he's like, "Have you interacted with anyone else today besides me?" He's like, "Well, I might have bumped into my parents," and he bumps into like both of his parents and does that whole ordeal. Oh yeah. Before even getting to him at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I oh, and speaking of which, I I guess actually one of my favorite scenes was kind of the ending where it was a little bit of a twist because you thought Doc like tore up and threw away the note where he warned him about getting killed in the future. But then it turns oh, out yeah. he like put on the bulletproof vest and he was like, How did you know? you know, and he pulls out the note from like 30 years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was kind of a cool twist thing. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think we touched on a lot of yeah, it. Yeah, that's interesting. I know... Um, oh, I just forgot what I was going to say. Oh, the... Uh, he, he... It's his... Little... His phrases are so funny. At one point he goes, um, there's a rhythmic ceremonial ritual going on. And he's talking about the undersea dance or whatever, but he calls it a rhythmic ceremonial ritual. <laughs> it's just, it's so funny how he like refers, Doc how he Brown refers to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just, he has this very like direct about it. Well, uh, but, um, why don't we kick off the review? That's, that's yeah, it. Let's kick we? off those reviews. Shall I start? It's your or move. Do you guys want to kick it's it your off? Movie, yeah. Your movie, your pick. All right, my movie, my pick. This movie's great. You know, Friday I Night love Pod. this movie. Friday Night Pod. I'm, I love this movie. I've always loved it. I was younger when I first saw this. And uh, the trilogy altogether, like I said, is really good. It's not just this movie. It's the second one and the third one. And they're all they're all really good and they all come together and tell a full story and mm-hmm. uh, the character development on both ends. Like you talk about the bully and his crew you, that that comes up later. And like all these characters are like uh, recycled and you see them again and like at, in different times. Right. And so it's really funny. And um, I love the acting. I love the music. I think it was really, really well done, and I think all in all, I'm a five star movie for this. I knew it. Oh man, Nick, it's so obvious. It's so Damn. obvious. 
He's gonna talk. Wow. This is one of the ones I knew. I actually, I, I did like Harry Potter. Like I had it. It was a good five star, but it's just like, yeah, I wanted to save it. Yeah, save it for a while. We're running Man. out of those those Man. Stephen picks where he he's been talking about it for a while. I know the Harry Potter was one. This one was one. Ford versus yeah, this Ferrari is a pillar. was one. And I knew they would all be five stars. The Chef was one. You know, I don't did, know what he's gonna come up was with. Was a? Next. Did you give the Art of uh, Racing in the Rain a five? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course yeah. he did. Of course. Trent, well, you want to go or do you want me to go? Um, I think I think I can go next on this. Nick, you can you can go ahead. Back clean up. Sure. So <laughs> I'm interested because Nick's got Nick has you know first time seeing it. Uh, you know I don't know what he's gonna do. He's probably throw a knuckleball in there. So I I think that's why. I think that this one is just kind of a classic, um, you know, throwback one. It's not top on my list per se, but it is a good movie that I can enjoy. And I will add an extra 0.5 increment for that guitar scene. I mean, how can I not? Um, which, (laughs) which, you know, you know, it's not a full star by any means, but I'll I'll give a 0.5. I think that, I think that the film did a good job with the time period, uh, you know, it being in the eighties, you know, kind of with the concept of the story, there were holes (laughs) as we've gone into, but that's okay. You know, I can look past them with a good movie like this. Um, (laughs) I I think what I'm going to do here is I'm going <laughs> to give it, I think what I'm going to do here is, you know, I'm teetering, but I think I'm going to give it <laughs> a solid four. I'm going to give this a four. This one's a four for me. Nice. Okay. <laughs> what about you? That was you? the funniest review. <laughs> I think even the way you looked well, no, or the whole what, review. You're, I think I thought, so no, I think I thought about thinking. Nick, what about you? What about you? That's a that's a fair review. Um, <laughs> Thanks. All right, so where where I'm at with this movie again? So I kind of alluded to it at the beginning. It's hard judging this movie first time seeing it as a 28 year old man. Um, just kind of with a you know just it not aging well in certain things, both like visually and in some of the plot things and the characters, um, comedy wise, like there was some things that I thought were funny, but I wasn't like laugh out loud, like comedy for mm-hmm. me personally. And maybe the humor at a younger age, again, like there's certain movies I find, I, I found funnier when I watched them when I was 13 or 10 or whatever. Um, certainly. So I, I, I liked the music a lot for sure. I liked obviously the the guitar component to it. Um, uh, so so I'm I'm what I'm tripping up on is the whole like time travel thing because I feel like <laughs> it's been overdone a lot. But at the same time, this movie probably started it. Yeah. So that's what's the trick. The tricky thing is I've seen so many movies about like the butterfly effect, like butterfly, the same movie or like that movie specifically Concept, where it's like yeah. you got to go back. And if you change, you got to change the past. If you know, if you alter the past, it's going to have a downstream effect on the future kind of thing. So like I wasn't really interested in the plot for that reason as it's been like so overdone. Mm hmm. 
But again, it's it's hard. I, I feel like I would grade this movie higher if I saw it when I was younger. Yeah, um, nostalgia. So for me, it's like it's good, not great. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Marty Marty was super fly. <laughs> I I just was kind of like weirded out with like the mom thing. I was like, the whole plot is really around like him and his mom right now, and that's kind of just. There's not a lot of plot to the movie. It's like they went back like one time period, and then he's in the time period. He's like, "Oh, here's my mom and my dad," and then, "Oh, I'm gonna play the show," and then like the movie was over. Kind right, of. Right. I don't know. It was kind of like a dazed and confused movie where there's not a really a lot of plot in a way, but it's just kind of around these characters and whatnot. So for me, it's like good, not great. Um, it's like a three point five for me. Okay, that's fair. Three point five. That's fair. I yeah, and even the ending, it's like they um, they kind of like have they kind of try to just resolve that issue th- that plot, and then you see at the very end they he comes out of nowhere and he's like, now we have like another problem we need to solve, and they set up. a So sequel. I I think that's a thing is because it's stretched out into three movies. There's probably way more plot that I'm not realizing, but for it just to be one movie, it's like I was expecting them to go to like multiple time periods, not just we'll like see- go back to just one. What's interesting is there's pretty much three different plots and they they go back and forth between different times. All in the same right. all in the same, you know, mindset obviously, but uh they well, that's are what I'm three saying different is- three different like pretty much stories that go down. Mm-hmm. Well, this the ending of this movie alluded to the fact that they're going to travel to the future in in the next movie. Um so I th- I think that's kind of what I was missing on this movie is I wanted to see not only like, oh, they went to 1950. I also wanted to see like, oh, what happens if they went to 2015 or 1800 or whatever, like really expanding so they go, the they horizon. They go to 2015 and then they go back to 1885 in the... Um, see, that's what I would have liked to with, see. With the Western. The Western is the last movie. They go to 1885 and that's really cool when they're back in the Western days. It's uh yeah they're they're all just so, really good movies. So I think if you graded this movie for me, it would be probably better to do it based on the series when I've seen all of it. Um, so I can yeah. get a complete picture of of like all the plot because yeah, for just one movie alone, there wasn't really a lot of plot. It was just kind of a very straightforward. Oh, they got back in time to this period. They got stuck and then they resolved it and then they went back and then the movie was over. Sure. Um, yeah. So, I got you. Yeah, but it was good again. For me, it was good, not great. I um, yeah, I well, very good. I saw that it, it came on. Podcast. Like they had the uh, second one. I saw it on TV actually on cable. It came on, and then they had the second one immediately after, so I could watch it back to back. But I didn't make it super far on the second one. Um, I will freak that leak though. Um, mm, if you made it this, no, excited. If you did leak. make it this far, congratulations! You get that sweet, sweet next pick for next week. And, um, it is my pick for next week. I am, you know, scrapping together a little bit. I got a move going on. I got a lot of things, new puppy and, um, putting this together last (laughs) minute. However, I am excited for this one. It is a classic and it is a, uh, very older movie. In fact, it's in the seventies. Ooh, it's a, you're totally teasing it. Like it's going to suck by the way. I'm topping. Like I've been busy. I've been busy. No, no, it's not going to suck. Hard. I would not. I would not <laughs> pick a shitty movie. Um, it is, I think, going to be the earliest movie since yours was 1980, right, Nick? With Taxi Driver, that was the earliest I think we got. Yeah, yeah. 
This is a movie in 79 called Alien. Alien. Damn. Damn. Are we familiar? I'm pumped for that. Are we familiar? Yeah. Hell yeah. It's a classic. Stephen probably Damn, I was just thinking about, I was just thinking about sci-fi movies the other day and I want to go back and watch some like classic sci-fi movies. That's what I got for you. I'm glad you picked this. I'm actually stoked you picked this. Fuck yeah. Love it. Steven, have you seen it? No, I've never seen it, but I've heard of it. Science fiction, okay. uh, horror, and we, we can get uh, we can get deep into uh, modern alien talk. Oh yeah! <laughs> Do not can. show Braylon this; she will have nightmares for like ages. <laughs> yeah, we'll have yeah. to watch it separately. Yeah, we'll talk about modern aliens. Don't you worry, Stephen. That's that's one of the reasons oh, I'm picking very it. good. Well, you heard it here first, hypocritic podcast. Follow us on Instagram at hypocritic underscore podcast. Throw us a five stars and a review; we appreciate it boys another one in the books yeah we appreciate the love domestic overseas all the listeners whoever's downloading yeah thanks thank you you made this far we appreciate it so uh make sure to show us some love on social media as steven mentioned for sure thanks for the love and and uh over and out